So we're holding by Shmuel Beis, where Perek Chafal of Pasuk Gimel, the learning tonight, Shpiyas Chosi Linish Masar Bechiyom Mechol Ben Asher and Yecheskel Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda, as well as the Chos for Fushleimah from Moshe Ben Miriam, Yosef Menachem Ben Chava, Yom Tov Ben Zlatamasha, and Chaim Lazar Ben Chayisara. So we learned previously that there was a famine in Eretz Yisrael, and David finds out from a Kaddish Baruch Hu that the cause of the famine is twofold. Number one, Shaul was not properly eulogized when he died, and number two, the Gevayim were persecuted during the days of Shaul. So David at least sets out to try to rectify the second issue with the Gevayinim. So Pasa Gimel, David approaches the Gevayinim, Vayera David al Gevayinim, David says to the Gevayinim, Ma'as Elochem, what can I do for you, Uvama'achaper, and how can I gain a kapara, gain atonement for what we've done to you, Ubaruch Nachlas Hashem, and thereby you will go and bless the Nachl of Hashem, meaning Kla Yisrael, which Rashi says, what does it mean, Ubaruch It means that you'll go and Davin. So the Marikara says that David was saying to the Gevayinim that tell me what I need to do in order that not only will you forgive um, Klai Yisrael, but that you'll also go and daven to Hashem on their behalf that the punishment should not continue. The Amshel Shloime actually adds and says a little stronger. He says that even though when someone is wronged, you go and appease them, but nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not mechaper until that person who you wronged goes and davens on your behalf. And therefore, says the Amshel Shlomi, it's Rai that someone who is um, careful about this, should, when he wrongs a fellow Jew, should not only go and appease him, but should also request that that person go and daven, and, and the Meichel should go and do it. And he says, you see that from Avram Avinu, that Avram did not withhold davening for Avimelech, but rather when Avimelech steals Sarah and then he's punished by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he returns Sarah and makes amends with Avram, Avram immediately davens for him. And similarly, someone who's wrong should go and daven, that Hashem should not punish the uh, the wrongdoer anymore. So Pasuk Dalit, so the Gevainim respond to David, the Gevainim said, so We have no claims of gold or silver against Shaul or his household. And we have no innocent man in Kleisrael that should be put to death. But David was not deterred. So David says, Whatever it is that you tell me to do, whatever it is that you want done as punishment, I will do. So the Marikara says that the Gevayinim are like saying, look, we have no claims of money against Klai Yisrael, because Shaul didn't take money from us. If he did, then fine, we would accept some compensation. But what Shaul did is Shaul killed us. He took a human life. And therefore, the only way to repay that is a life for a life. Nefesh tachas nefesh, we want a human life. And so um, um, this is um, a remez in the Pasuk, because the Pasuk where it's talking about Ari Miklat. So right at the end of that Parsha, this is all the way in the end of uh, by Parsha's Masse, um, it says over there that the um, that the land will not uh, uh, be for blood that was spilled. This is talking about murder, except with the blood of the murderer. In other words, that the person who commits murder has to um, has to gain a, a kapara for it with his own life. And it's also talking about there in those psukim about a regular murderer is not allowed to go to Ari Miklat. It's only for someone who kills uh, Bishoigeg. But basically, if someone commits murder in the land of Eretz Yisrael, he has to forfeit his own life. And so therefore, since David is looking for a kapara for the land, because it's the famine on the land, is a punishment on the land, the only way that he could bring about a kapara is to execute those that are responsible by putting them to death. 
Rashi brings down from the Yerushalmi a different shot that first David tried to appease the Gevoinim with money. He tried to say, let me compensate you with some form of payment. I'll give you some silver, some gold. What? And the Gevoinim insisted on having the, um, the, the people of Shul, descendants of Shul put to death. David said, what are you going to gain if they, if they die? So whether they're alive, they're dead, what do you care? But uh, uh, if I give you money, so at least you'll benefit in some way. But they were stubborn. They gave him stubborn and they refused to settle for anything less than execution. So the Pasuk says, Ain Lanu, but it's written, it's written Ain Li, it's a Korean exiv. So Ain Li is a singular and Lanu is plural. So the um, Yerushalmi explains that David understood, I can't talk to the Givainim as a, as a group altogether because they'll never agree to my offer. But uh, he tried to take them one aside, one at a time. So, and, and tried to reason with them, look, I'll give you money and you, you, you take the money. What do you need? The lives instead of the money. Take the money, you'll be better off. But each one, despite taking them aside one by one, each one still refused to accept of its offer. And that's why it's Ain Li Ain Lanu. Because as a group, they said Ain Lanu, but, but effectively it was one-on-one with David. So that's why it's written Ain Li and it's read Ain Lanu. They say in the Pasuk to David, that we, there's no innocent man in Klai Yisrael that we want put to death. So Rashi says that they're claiming that they have no desire to execute any innocent people. However, another pshat that's brought down in the art scroll is that they're saying that we don't have the power to execute any member of Klai Yisrael. That's not part of our authority. However, it is in your authority. So they're saying to David, you are the one that has the power to uh, bring about the execution. We don't have that power and we demand the execution of descendants of Shaul if you want us to forgive you and to daven on your behalf. So therefore they said to David that if you want to make it up to us, then you have to hand over those uh, people and w- let us deal with them. The Malbim explains their words, something that I... I think I touched upon during the deeper dive. The Malbim explains that this, these words, that there were two uh, aspects to the persecution uh, that the Gevainim felt. Number one is that there was a policy that was established by Shaul that allowed Klai Yisrael to discriminate against them and that harmed them monetarily. And so when it comes to Klai Yisrael, ain't lanu ishlamist be Yisrael. Why? Because we have a monetary claim against them. They owe us money. They cost us. They cost our, us with our livelihood. As far as Shaul himself, Shaul himself had killed members of the Gevoinim, either at, in Noiv Yikoyinim itself or after Noiv. Uh, outside of Noiv indirectly, because but when the Kahanim of Noiv were killed, the Gevoinim suffered as a result. But basically, Shaul had cost the Gevoinim lives, actual lives, and so therefore they wanted lives, and therefore when it came to Shaul, Ein Lanu Kezavizov, gold and silver monetary compensation is not enough. He cost us lives. When it comes to the rest of Ka Yisrael, they just cost us monetarily, and so therefore, Ein Lanu Ishlahamis Yisrael, we don't need lives, we don't need people executed, but we do want monetary compensation. So for each group, there's a different form of, uh, of appeasement that we demand.